0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. So, how are you doing, my friend, my warrior? Are you doing a little bit better this week? Are you keeping up with writing the five things in your journal that you are grateful for each evening? It will keep your spirits up, it will make you realize that beyond all the pain, Sorrow and overwhelm, it is your time to sit quietly by yourself and recognize there are actually things in your world that are right, that are calming, that are bringing you bits of joy. You just need to look for them. You need to record them in your journal so when you are having a more than difficult day, You get to see all the things that are working in your life and help you realize that even though it feels like all is lost, it isn't. It is all in the way you look at it. And I hope you realize my goal is to help you better understand what you're going through so you can slowly move forward through the grieving process, and through these emotions to a more peaceful place. It doesn't happen all at once, not at all. But keep listening and become more knowledgeable of what you can expect during the grieving process. I know the techniques I share can definitely help you. This week, I'd like to talk to you about how to deal with guilt after a sudden death. No matter how close you were to the person whose death you are now grieving, you may feel some sort of regret over what you might have done differently when they were alive or what you could have experienced together had they lived. The if-onlys and what we call the woulda, coulda, shouldas, can paralyze you if you let them. If only I had done this, if only I had done that, may be the record playing over and over in your mind. When someone dies suddenly, many of these thoughts circle around in your mind. You may feel a deep sense of guilt after their death. All of us live with some regret and guilt regarding the way we treated the person who died or was killed. You might not have been the most supportive person throughout your relationship, and you wonder if you could have done more for them while they were alive. You find yourself feeling that you didn't spend enough time with them or you didn't do a particular something they would have appreciated. But we must understand, there was no way we could have prepared or predicted that they would die when they did. Sudden death is shocking. It's something we don't expect at all. And we are left with guilt and regret that we will need to deal with. Otherwise, it will become a serious burden that will affect our health, both mentally and physically. And we cannot afford to let that happen. Now, you might feel guilty because you were not able to live in a better neighborhood and your child decided to become involved in gangs. No matter how many times you told them those were not the best people to be around, they persisted and you feel guilty that you didn't do more, either financially or in helping them realize the dangers involved with certain people in the neighborhood. And one day, all your fears became reality. Your loved one endured a senseless murder, and you spend so much time trying to figure out what part you did or didn't play in helping them be safe. Maybe you thought you should have brought them to work each night, But you let it be, and they were killed in a robbery gone bad at a local grocery store where they worked late at night. And now you feel it was your fault, because if you had driven them, they might still be alive. And then there are the drive-by murders that you couldn't possibly know would happen when they did. Your loved one was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but you simply can't deal with the fact that this is so unfair, and you just couldn't protect them. Maybe you felt they were mature enough to use your car, but now you feel it might have been unwise. One night, they wrapped your car around a tree, losing control when driving too fast. Your child or other loved one is now gone, and you are left to wonder what you should have done instead. Or maybe they wouldn't or couldn't stop their addictions to drugs or alcohol or gambling, and it changed who they were. It changed the people they hung out with. It changed how they were part of your family. And their decisions to continue in that walk of life contributed to their death. Now sometimes you don't know who to blame. Them, the people who got them hooked and in that lifestyle, or yourself for what you think is your failure to help them recover. You kept moving along thinking they would someday wise up and go to rehab for the last time and make a great life for themselves. But they never did. And you're left with a sudden death, one you never expected. Oh yeah, you did know it was possible, but you convinced yourself it would never happen to them. Maybe you feel guilty and have regret because you encouraged them to enlist in the military so that they could get a better education and have a solid career. But you can't get that image of their flag-draped casket out of your mind. You wonder what they went through at the end of their life. You couldn't be with them. You don't know what was going on in their mind at that moment. You don't know exactly what happened, and sometimes you don't really want to know because if you did or could see it in your mind, it might haunt you more than it already does. And while you are somewhat happy for the parents who did have their sons and daughters back home, on leave, in full health, there is an envy and jealousy that your son or daughter is no longer here. Why was it your child who was killed? Perhaps you and your spouse decided to have children while in the service. You never thought it would turn out this way. The love of your life was killed, and you are left to raise your children alone. It's difficult enough dealing with your own grief, but now you need to attend to your grieving children who can understand why their mom or dad won't be coming home again. And they want to know why they must leave their home and move elsewhere. Maybe one of your parents' homes for a time until you can get back on your feet emotionally and financially. And you hate all of it. You feel guilty that you feel the way you do. You regret the fights you had. You regret the hateful words you used when you would scream at his photo or her photo telling them how angry you are at how they left you all alone. You feel guilty for telling him or her that you hate them for getting killed. Maybe your special someone decided that their life here was not worth living. They may have been having addiction issues, maybe depression, mental illness, or other stressful situations that for them did not seem repairable. You might feel guilty because you didn't see all the pain they were in. Maybe they didn't even show anything, and when they took their life, everyone was completely stunned and blindsided. No one saw anything any signs. And perhaps you feel regrets because you did see something but thought it would work itself out. Someone else who was closer to them would take the responsibility to help them to get the care they needed so desperately. The counseling they needed, the medication they needed, the love they needed. You waited for others and it never came. And now you regret that you just didn't take command and handle it yourself, even if it meant being shunned or called ridiculous because others would have believed there was nothing wrong here. But somehow, you knew better. You might also be feeling regret for what you won't have in the future together with your special someone. You made wonderful memories in the past, but what about the future? The sad part is, there won't be a future now. And that pain cuts deeply. You were looking forward to your child's graduation, their wedding, having grandchildren by them. If your fiancé was killed or died, You will never experience the wedding you dreamed of or the children you would raise together. If it was your spouse, you were looking forward to your first child, maybe additional children together, and building a family and wonderful life together. Or you decided to wait a long time to have a child, and you miscarried, and now you're having a hard time getting pregnant again. You regret waiting all those years to build just the right career and you wonder whether it was all worth it, what you wouldn't give to have that decision to make all over again with them. You also regret that you couldn't get to say all that you would have wanted to say before they died. You had it on your mind for so long, but never did you think... That the last time you saw them was the last time you would see them. And now you regret and feel guilty at not having taken the chance when you had it. And maybe you even feel guilty that you survived and they didn't. Was it a car crash where you were the driver and they were the passenger? Was it a roadside bombing? that killed or maimed your military buddy. Perhaps a firefighter that died and you and others survived that horrible fire. A police officer who didn't survive the shootout, yet you did. Maybe a drug addict who came back after overdosing, but your friend did not. Or as innocently, as having survived that difficult birth, but your twin did not. You feel guilty that you couldn't make it to the hospital in time. Perhaps no one told you the urgency surrounding the accident or stroke or heart attack and you thought there was more time. Or you regret that you didn't have the money to go visit them when they were alive or the money to attend their funeral. And there will always be people who won't let you forget how you didn't attend. If you are grieving the death of a sibling, you were looking forward to growing old together, staying close, enjoying family time with your children and their children, and watching cousins get close. But maybe you spent the majority of your childhood fighting and being highly competitive, and now you look back and wonder why you wasted so much time doing that. Now you can't make all that conflict right again. What about your grandparents? Some might be hundreds, even thousands of miles away, yet others are in your same town, even in your own home. And as a teenager, you had your own friends and you concentrated your time and energy in their lives. Your parents or aunts and uncles instilled in you the thought that your grandparents aren't going to be around forever. And you let that thought bounce off of you. But now, they've endured a stroke, a brain aneurysm, or other sudden event which will lead to death and you are uncomfortable to go to the hospital in time to see them and wish them goodbye. Perhaps you did go, but it was too late, and they had already passed away. You just can't settle that now, and the guilt increases. And there will always be people who won't let you forget How you didn't visit your grandparents or parents enough when they were alive, or you didn't take care of them in the manner that those other people believe you should have. So now I'm here to tell you that there will be no pleasing those people, no matter what you did. They only see life through the negative lens, and you are fitting into that lens in their mind. Don't waste time accommodating their talk. It does you no good to listen or give credence to this nonsense. You must remember that you made decisions which you felt were the most viable from the choices you had when you made them. You cannot take them back and you cannot feel guilty about the outcome. Even if you had the same decisions to make today, there is no certainty that the outcome would be different. So please remember that and draw comfort from it. Regret and guilt can spear your spirit, they can crush your joy, make you feel like you have to carry this burden forever. And I'm here to tell you, you don't. Exactly how is this serving you? What are you getting from torturing yourself over this? When you continue to carry around guilt and regret, we are not forgiving ourselves. This leads to self-hate and we cannot live life in this place. Self-hate can bring on depression and deeply-seated anger at ourselves, which will not serve us at all. Nothing good comes out of unforgiveness. When we stay in unforgiveness, we punish ourselves over and over, and no matter how long we do this, it will never change the outcome. What Happened Happened You must learn to love yourself again. One of the most effective ways to deal with this is to use EFT. It's known as the Emotional Freedom Technique. This is a tapping method which touches on your meridian lines in your body. It has significant positive effects on your mental health and even your physical health. When you see it done, you might think to yourself that it looks really silly. But when you feel so badly, what do you have to lose? I've been using EFT for years and it has profoundly helped me. I now use it for many emotions I'm dealing with, not only grief. What is so powerful about this technique is that once you learn how to do it, you will be amazed at how much better you begin to feel. In the show notes, I will provide the links you will need to get started and to tap through your guilt, regret, and unforgiveness. And I want you to learn this and I want you to watch them. Start them today and tap every day, maybe even several times per day. Until your pain starts to get lighter and lighter. You deserve a better life. You deserve to be more compassionate to yourself. You are entitled to that compassion and mercy. And while I know you hate that you have no control over what happened, are you willing to carry this severe burden around in your head and heart forever? How could that ultimately serve you? Next, I want you to go to the park or a lake, the ocean, or even the cemetery with a pad of paper. Can you put on your earbuds and listen to some instrumental soft music while you're sitting on a beautiful blanket with a soothing drink? Write a letter to them about all the things that are bothering you in regards to their death how it happened, what choices you made, what you wish you could change, what you are struggling with, and also the people you're angry with. You can do a lot of things within that letter. It is cathartic for your own benefit because it dumps all that pain out of your gut, heart, mind, and spirit, and you can now see it on paper. I encourage you to take this very important step when you are ready. It definitely hinders us from moving forward in our grieving process if we are constantly feeling badly about ourselves, about a situation that we perceived we could or couldn't have changed, yet still feel so angry and or guilt-ridden about. When you're finished, you have many choices similar to the other letters you have written to release your feelings. You can bury these letters at the cemetery, attach them to a balloon, burn them, or simply add them to your journal. The process is to let it all go. Release all those feelings that are causing you to stay stuck. It will serve you and lighten you up mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Sudden death is one of the most painful griefs, and that's why it's so important to help yourself through EFT and tapping. Also, I will leave the link for Box Rescue Remedy in the show notes to also calm your emotions. My love and hugs to you always. So now it's time to get up, move your body, and dance, dance, dance. And I know you probably think this is really silly, but please do this for me anyway, okay? Listening in today and share my podcast with those who could benefit from this knowledge. Remember to continue writing five things in your journal each night that you are grateful for. Please subscribe to my podcast and rate and review it. And remember to sign up for my private list so we can stay in touch through email. You'll also receive my free book. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak with you again soon.